Podcast number 848. Yeah, here at uh, Bluffers Park on a beautiful day. I'm sitting in my car. You know, technically, well, not even technically, um, I should be paying if I'm going to get out of my car and sit in a chair in case the parking person comes by. But there's hardly any cars here, and I don't think it's worth their while to check at this time of day, uh, 3 in the afternoon, on a Tuesday, June 15th. Um, although I see a police car just slowly pulling out from the beach. They're still doing a lot of work here. Uh, I guess the embankments and so on. It, it's just a wonderful, wonderful park. Now, I've got my uh, folding chair in the car, and I, I should be um, setting it up by the water, and just enjoying a relaxing day, feeling a little breeze off the uh, off the inlet here. I'm in the boat launch area. Uh, but I'm not going to. I didn't bring a book. I'm in the middle of two books. I finished Kokoro, which was um, a Japanese novel. A very good story. Japanese novels, like their films, it can be very slow going. Uh, you got to adjust your pace to the, okay... Uh, but now I've uh, I've picked up a new one by, uh, gosh, I'll tell you another time when I can tell you the, the author and the title. I think it's, no, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. No point in getting it wrong. Uh, but I've enjoyed it, and I have started the manga, and that's uh, kind of interesting enough, you know. <sighs> but... Since I don't have the books, I'm not going to uh, purchase. And I wasn't prepared for that anyway. I've got myself a uh, $1 McCafe medium-sized iced coffee, and it's quite delicious. Uh, nice to have them back. Um, sugary tasting, but um, good and refreshing, you know. I mean, it's a great deal. A dollar for nice medium size, you're getting a decent taste here of your uh, of your coffee. And uh, what else we got? Um, yeah, speaking of drive-throughs and takeouts, uh, they have. A, I get these deals through Tim Hortons, of course, as many of you do if you've got the app. Uh, two for five dollars, farmer's breakfast wrap, and by God, they're good. The one with the sausage, it is really good. And uh, there wasn't much in the house; we had no eggs left. And I thought, oh, you know, this would be a good time to get one for my son and myself. Treat for him. And, um, well, treat for me, too. And so, of course, you know, activated the app. And then I drove up, and I I still really haven't quite got it. How to order through the drive-thru. I mean, I I think I knew, but I didn't want to run into a, a hassle. So I just said, I ordered this, uh, I activated it, um, I'm, I don't know what I'm supposed to do now. Like, that's embarrassing to say that, you know, and it's embarrassing to tell you that, but that's what I did. And the, the guy was really nice, uh, it's okay, just just activate and then go to the front and they'll they'll fix it. So what is do you want? I said, I want the two farmer's wrap for $5. Okay, okay, go up and show them your app. And I did. Uh, and it might have even been the same guy who took the order. Uh, and he said, okay, now just close that window. Okay, now, <laughs> yeah, what was it? Uh, I, <laughs> I don't know. Here, I'm going to go through it again. I know, it's embarrassing. I shouldn't I shouldn't even be shaming myself by doing this with you, but it's it's part of just accepting. You know, I'm, I mean, I'm laughing. You know, I didn't cause any trouble. I was super polite about it. 
you activate the author, and then, you, oh, scan. Yeah, hit, hit the scan button down below. Okay, close that window, hit the scan button, I'll scan it. Because when he orders it, he said, when he ordered it, yeah, it's $10, he said, but don't worry when you show your app, um, it'll be it'll be $5. That's that's the deal. And this is the thing, to me, it's counterintuitive because I'm thinking, okay, I've activated, I should be able to just click pay on the price that this deal is going to get me. That's what I, I want to go directly from. Here's the deal, two for $5. Hit it, click, go up, and there it is. It's done. But no, you have to order it. And then when you get to pay, they'll scan your app. Oh, yeah, you got an app there. Like they're making me do the extra step, and this is where the resistance comes. But uh, you know, for anybody else, there wouldn't even be any thinking involved. It's just what you do. Anyway, we got it. It was great. Um, and then with the uh, coffee, well, you just order it because you're driving through. And cheapy me, I always say I want the one dollar medium size iced coffee. I don't say medium size iced coaffee in case. I've misunderstood, you know. No, I want I want the one dollar. <laughs> oh my God! Hey, asshole! They're all a dollar. Don't worry about it. But uh, God, yeah, there's a few things about my uh, personality. You know, if you had a chisel and a hammer, you could probably chisel off a few little pieces here and there, and uh, you know, improve the model. <laughs> Uh, I'm feeling good. I uh, I called Barnacle Bill. I, I I let I let it go. I guess in the last one, I was just kind of pissed off at him for you know what I took to be a criticism, and it really wasn't. It was just me, my thin skin. Um, but it was his birthday yesterday, and you know we exchange emails at least usually twice a day, uh, both ways. And uh, I knew he was going out with my good friends, Deb and Brent. They're taking him out and celebrate. They all celebrate each other's birthdays. It's a tradition. It's nice. It's we. There's there's a core of us who are really, really family. Um, and I mean that in in the best sense of of family, of of being very close and and caring for each other deeply. And uh, so I always know, you know, Christmas, Thanksgiving, he's always going to be with them because he doesn't have uh, anybody around now. He's not married. Um, anyway, I, I was going to call, and I, and I felt just a little hesitant. I, I just, something was holding me back, and, and I, I wanted it to be an easy, pleasant, fun call. And I think I've become, maybe as a result of COVID, maybe just age, um... A little bit of more of a recluse, uh, just a little bit less sociable, maybe. Um, and it's like it, it's easier not to call, not to bother. But I did, and I'm so glad. And we we talked for almost forty minutes, and it was just we relived. We talked about our our hiking the Chilkoot together, our time up in the Yukon in 1975. We talked about our friend uh, the boy in Australia and his. First marriage, which did not last very long. Uh, just enough time for her to ship all her furniture to Australia and then turn around and ship it back to Canada. Um, interesting story. Uh, and again, both these guys are, are very, very much a, a core to this. Certainly the second volume and Bruce to the first volume of uh, my... It's It's one book in two volumes. That's what it is. Uh, but the letters and 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 talked a little bit about that and how much it meant. Like when we just you know when we had to wing things and and you know worst case scenario long distance phone calls, but normally just send a letter with your plans and you know whatever else was going on. So it was a it was a really good talk. It was a really good chat, a catch up, and uh, talked about family members and just lots of things. It was wonderful. It was close, and I'm just glad I did. And the other thing I did today, which has been important to me too, was uh, reach out to friends in Japan. The teachers I knew, and one teacher in particular, wrote her a personal note and then another note to the the teachers I've worked with. And I, I first started teaching at that school in 1985. This is a school that, starting in 1993, I brought those students over to Canada for the summers. 
but I first was teaching there, my, one of my first jobs in Japan, um, at that very school. So I've got a pretty damn long history. It's a 35-year history. Um, and reconnected with him. And it's been on my list for quite a while, and I found a nice little card and uh, sealed it with the... Uh, the sealing wax and the the stamp that uh, John Meadows so kindly made for me. And so that was another good thing. So today was kind of a, a connection day. And I guess I'm, I'm feeling kind of good about it. It was, a, it was a good thing to do. Not happy about the hockey last night. Montreal lost 4-1 to one to uh, Vegas. They really were outplayed. And uh, I'm not holding out as much optimism for Montreal in this series as I was against uh, Winnipeg and uh, Toronto, but that's okay. It's been fun. And uh, what else? There was something else I thought I wanted to to get out on this uh, beginning of a new Dixon Jane's podcast. Hmm. Perhaps not. Uh... When you have to stop and think, that's when the spontaneity goes out of it. And uh, so on. there really isn't a whole lot to share. I just wanted to get it started. Uh, my wife did finish off the um, cleanup of the garage that I started. That was the day I might have even mentioned on my last podcast when I went out and volunteered to help. And she didn't really want my help. And it was, she knew it would just be a lot faster if she did it herself. And I mean, she's talking about... Or I'm talking about her shifting heavy things and suddenly, well, where's my bike? You know, oh, it's up on that table. How the hell did she lift it up that high and put it there? Like, it just, all this stuff she just does on her own. It's just, she's just, she's quite amazing. She's quite amazing. And uh, I know that's, I, I'm repeating myself an awful lot. And again, that's another sign uh, of just age. But I'm continue to be, amazed at the surprises. I'm wearing a new shirt today, a lovely shirt. Green kind of checked, I guess you'd describe it. Um, That just appeared on the back of a chair, you know, and Father's Day is just a few. I guess it's this coming weekend, and this when she was out yesterday shopping. This is probably what she did. And not to say anything, you know, not a big deal. Here's your Father's Day gift. Nothing like that at all. Just It just appears. Oh. And it fits perfectly, and I really like it. And, of course, so first thing this morning, I put it on and shorts. So I wasn't sure about the size. And I make sure she sees, look, it fits perfectly. Thank you. And I think it was a... Uh, a, a name brand, I wouldn't even bother saying what, but to her it was meant it was going to be a, a decent fit. God, holy fuck. There is a trailer backing up with four Sea-Doo's on it. He's backing into the water with four Sea-Doo's. This has got to be a rental company, and each one an extra gas tank on that trailer. I see a guy alone in a car, like, wow, what the hell is he going to do? Anyway, you don't need to stay to hear the end of that. (laughs) On a related note, my leaf blower neighbor, two doors up. It it just, I do not understand. Trees are dropping a lot of leaves and things these days, and so when you get the broom out and you sweep them away. Well, no, his has got to be perfect the lawn gets just it just gets blown every day and then the sidewalk in front of the house and then and then the little bit of roadway and I, I don't know where they end up but they just get blown off his property and it's just the most annoying fucking noise and and I don't even know why these are allowed but anyway you know surely they could have designed one a different design that didn't have to make that noise. Anyway, today he's going again. I think, oh, come on now. What? What now? And I see he's just washed his car, and he's drying his car with his fucking leaf blower. 
Jesus Christ, man. And he's a nice guy, and I don't want to pick a fight with a neighbor, and I don't want to walk up there and, you know, tell him what I think of his fucking leaf blower and what he can do with it. But Jesus Christ. It's just, I mean, it's excessive. He can't possibly be aware of how fucking annoying that is. Anyway, oh my God, now another huge, well, huge Scarborough size. Fast boat, you know, the big, real fast bat looking boat being lowered in. Yeah, I mean, this is, again, it's a wonderful thing. Hey, come on. You're living in Toronto, you're living in Scarborough, you can just back your boat in and uh, off you go on Lake Ontario. I mean, that is a nice thing, so I don't want to ruin their fun. (sighs) I don't think I could get into a canoe again, I just don't have the balance issues. would be pretty serious getting in and out. One sitting would be okay. Uh, Yeah, that, that... those days are gone. A lot of a lot of days are gone, but uh, a lot of days have been good. That's one of the things that uh, Bruce and I agreed on today. Things that we uh, we couldn't do today, or we wouldn't even recommend doing today. We're glad we did. So I'll end on that happy note. We're glad we did that. If I could remember, that would be a good title for this thing. Should I make a note? We're glad we did. And I like that sounds of that. And it leaves it up to anybody else to decide what you want to make of it. Where are we? Uh, pinned, no. What have been Dixon Jane's? Yeah. 848. Okay, oh, there's a note to record some Sam Harris in there. Uh, yeah, I'm just on my way out. Just stopped to finish my coffee. Thank you. Now, I'm happy about that. Um, boys and girls, the, 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 the timing was perfect. That was the parking ticket guy. That was the guy <laughs> who had I been sitting in my chair, where I'm looking at now, uh, and not seen him, I would have uh, been sporting a parking ticket. And it was kind of nice that he just drove up, window down, real casual. Just hanging out, sir? Yeah, just finishing my coffee. Just like picked up before I even knew who he was. And uh, that's good. That's really good. So you got that live. You got you got me being spared on a on a parking ticket. Uh, that's what happens. Wonderful things happen. And believe me, boys, girls. Honestly, I just feel so blessed in just so many ways. So I'm going to sign off on that note uh, with all my blessings. In this pocket, and that pocket, and the new shirt pocket, and every fucking pocket you got. <laughs> Bye for now.
Okay. Fade that out a little bit. Of course, that is my uh, uh, chief Ebenezer Obi. And uh, here we are again at um, Bluffers Park. It is Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Um, two in the afternoon. Just got a text from uh, yes, sir. Uh, he's this mysterious friend who's, you know, I've only met in person three times. Remember the story of the, my birthday party and he showed up with this handmade t-shirt with, uh, Zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance design on it. And, um, then once at PodCamp Toronto, another time in the only cafe. And now I just got text from him and, uh... He's setting off on a motorcycle journey. <laughs> I love it. These friends from Colorado to Alaska tomorrow. <laughs> oh, this is just wonderful. So I've got to just say, um, this is amazing. This is really quite amazing. Uh, and it's, it's exciting to have friends who have adventures. Uh, you know, my other friend, uh, Ken, Kenneth Pereiro, who biked across the country and bought a van. Gosh, was it up in Oregon and drove back. And then that wasn't enough. Them doing walking and biking with his girlfriend, Allie. And uh, I don't know where he is now. Uh, the, the she posts more than he does, and you'll find little. Suddenly they're here. Holy shit! What's that? You know, where are you now? It's wonderful. It's really wonderful that there are people out there doing these crazy things, living the lifestyle they want, knowing there's plenty of time to uh, snore your life away later on. So yeah, I'm at um, Bluffers in. Um, in cell for a change. I decided today, I, I've had this uh, Parks Ontario website open for a couple of weeks, and I just, you know, they're all full. And I just didn't get around to booking one. And finally today, I figured, no, come on, man, if you're going to book, book. So today I booked two nights at McGregor, which is up on Lake Huron. Of course, the sites, all the good ones are taken. You're nowhere near the water. But you're in a park, and you got two nights consecutive. So next Wednesday, Thursday. So after this podcast, the next time you'll hear from me will be from uh, McGregor Provincial Park, I expect. Got another one of my homemade coffee deals going. Uh, my son Daniel's at home sawing up some uh, two by fours for uh, extra firewood. Firewood for me. Stuff we've had left over from various building projects. And, uh, yeah, the man who gives out the parking tickets is, uh, out. There goes somebody else racing his BMW through the parking lot. Lots of sidoos and boats out. Great place to be able to come down to. But this was a test run. I, um, backed the van in and filled up both tanks. There's, a, there's an indoor and an outdoor tank with this podcast. So I filled out both, uh, with, uh, water. Tested to make sure that was okay. I bought a new uh, regulator, valve regulator, so that um, I wouldn't have to uh, uh, take any chances of putting water in at too high a pressure. It's good for washing, and it's good certainly for loading your tank. So uh, that's something I bought a while back and tried it out today for the first time. That worked well. The only problem is our... Uh, the tap that's in the back of our garage against a wall. I mean, one half goes out into our garden wall and the other half is here in the garage where you want to connect the hose, you know, for your, uh, your front garden. And it leaks. And I guess the answer is, my son suggests, oh, just get some of that tape, you know, the white tape that you put along. So uh, that's another project waiting to be done. And uh, it, it, it'll it have to be done. I mean, it's crazy. I filled up two buckets just washing down the uh, the van and uh, filling the tanks. So, what else? 
I had some other things. I know I did. And I thought, don't, you don't have to write them down. You're going to remember those. (laughs) And of course, I don't have a clue. Uh, But I guess that that was really the only news that I'm excited to have finally said, okay, come on, come on. Just never mind getting the perfect spot. Just get any spot while you can and get this road trek out there and give yourself a, a couple of days away. Where you can indulge in a little weed and a little booze and uh, sit around a campfire and talk way too much. Because I always do on these camping trips. I I find I want to be alone, get away from it all, and yet I ended up turning on the um, podcaster, this machine I'm holding in my hand right now, and talking to uh, my listeners. But on this one, I'll give a special shout out to uh, Yasser because, oh my god... Uh, very interesting character. Pretty hard to describe. Um, that's one of the things I, I want to do for this uh, next book. Yes, yes, yes. There's always something about the book. And that's just give, maybe I mentioned this before, a little bit of a thumbnail on the various people I wrote to, particular Bruce, for uh, what they mean to me. And I realize... That I've, uh, I need male friends. I need close male friendships. This is something I've needed all my life. I don't know, maybe that, I don't know if that's true of everybody. I mean, everybody needs friends. But I need friends with an intensity, like a closeness that everything is out there. You can, you can share anything. And you can count on that person, you know? This is somebody, there's a great deal of trust involved. And I think I've needed that since I was a child with my first friend, little Brucey Wine. Um, that's another story, but we don't have to get into that. It goes back to Valleyfield days. Uh, my first awareness of poverty, I guess. You know, as a kid, not knowing, you know, everybody was, everybody lives a happy life and lives in a big house. And no, no, Brucey doesn't. Uh, but that's not something I want to get into now. I guess, uh, no, there were other things. Uh, there were some rumors about maybe there will be a, uh, Marshall McLuhan podcaster roundtable in 2021 sometime. I mean, it looks good for the fall, and if we're going to do it, uh, I could see that happening. I could definitely see. I'm sure the, uh, you know, I've put out teasers to Mark, and why don't you organize something, and, and others, and I have the feeling uh, Anthony will. Uh, he'll just make sure. I think Dave, Dr. Dave is on sabbatical, so that should be something to uh, make those guys say, yeah, let's go for it. Okay, um, I'm just going to park it there. That was enough. Uh, oh, gee, is the music still on? No, I think I've shut that all off. It's wonderful, wonderful stuff. Yeah, so Scarborough Dude from Bluffers Park once again. Uh, here comes the parking meter guy, and i got to tell him, No, nope, just having coffee. Be on my way soon. Not parking. All right. Talk to you later. Bye for now. I worry that if, if, if what you're doing is not succeeding, then I don't have any hope. <laughs> I just give up but, now. But I mean, how, what, what did COVID do to your perception of this problem of persuasion? Yeah, it scared me. It, it scared me. I My analog to this was that the virus was a shot across our bow. It was, here's a common enemy to all humans. There is no better or more opportune moment to, to abandon tribal divisive ways, gather together, and fight this enemy as one. This is a shot across. This is a this is a dress rehearsal for an alien invasion. Yeah. All right. The aliens want to kill humans. Are we as humans going to fight each other? And this was, you know, thankfully, this was relatively mild compared to to viruses we can imagine compared to alien invasions we can imagine. And so I give us sort of a C, not a C minus because the 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 vaccine came pretty fast. And with all of the challenges of distribution, and and I think it's not a D or an F. I, I give it a C, but that's still bad. I, I would want to split that differently. I would give molecular biology an A plus, and public health and politics a D minus. It was a, a split reality. The the vaccines. Yeah, that's that's where my C is coming from. Yeah, yeah it's the it's the split of those two realities. Yeah. And uh, so I've 
I've said this about flat earthers, which are closer to my world than yours, but I, I said the fact that flat earthers thrive today is, is that, evidence of two. Is that even true? I haven't even wanted to interact with that factoid. Because yeah, you're, you're, I'm protecting you from it. Is it? So don't. <laughs> this, I mean, Joe Rogan, I know, goes into these waters and, and deals with this, but I have not wanted to believe that there really are people at this point who believe the earth is flat. Is this? Can you attest to this? Yes. So let me go one step further. And let's take a very visible celebrity in celebrity in his, in his world, Kyrie Irving, a, a very famous and very talented basketball player. While he was with the Celtics, he's now with, I think, the Brooklyn Nets. He was very vocal in his social media saying he believes Earth is flat. He's convinced Earth is flat. And so I was going to get him on my podcast because we do pop culture things. And and But in the time, it, it took a few months, then he had a complete 180 degree change. And he says, no, I don't believe it's flat. Let's say, well, why? And he confessed that he saw one video on YouTube on the flat earth, and then YouTube handed him another video, and then another, and then another. And this was a downward spiral into the flat earthiverse. And there were no countervailing videos offered him in the YouTube algorithms. And he realized that he was pulled in with no chance of coming out. And to me, that was most excellent evidence of this pernicious social media algorithming that goes on where you just get yourself into a bubble and you think that is the universe mm -hmm. and that and you've spoken about on many episodes with many different experts so i don't want to claim to make that our topic here but i will say that in response to flat earthers i, I tweeted i said the existence of flat earthers in this the 21st century is evidence of two things one the protection of free speech to the failure of our educational system. And I, I, I hate to always put the blame there, but let me just say, I don't think people are taught what science is, nor how and why it works. And I've written on this, you know, science is the satchel of facts. And then they, if it's something doesn't match it or the science changes, they say, I don't have to believe the science. People are not learning that science is a way of querying the world. It's a pathway to establishing an objective truth, a truth that exists independent of your opinions or how you feel about it. And this is, I, I wanted to spend a little time on this, this sort of truth hierarchy that, I don't want to call it hierarchy, this truth, truth scale, okay? So there's like what I'll call personal truths. And these are like, Jesus is your savior, and no one is going to take that from you, and you have your own religious opinion. Okay, we're going to uh, cut that out. I, I just wanted you to uh, to hear that little bit from Sam Harris. I hope Sam Harris... Uh, and uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, forgive me for borrowing from them, but I just, that clip about how people can get sucked in. It's like the conspiracy for the 9-11. You see one video and then you get another and they just keep getting further. Here's an engineer stating it's physically impossible for what happened to have happened and, and so on. And... People think, yeah, I've seen it. I, I've I've studied, you know, so I know it. Well, your studying has been on the internet, YouTube videos. Uh, anyway, anyway, you you know that. Anybody listening to this knows that. I don't know why I need to share that, but it was just I love that clarity. So uh, there you go. Thank you very much, Sam Harris, and people like yourself, uh, Bill Maher, who I don't always agree with. Uh, you know, I still glad you're out there testing the limits, pushing back a little bit. And uh, we need more of that. Okay, I've just had more uh, interaction with uh, our good friend Yasser, and uh, that's pretty exciting, this trip that he's going on. So uh, maybe you'll hear a little bit about that. I'll, I'll put up a link. There will be a YouTube channel. You can follow him along if you're interested uh, in real-life adventures. And... Uh, I'll leave it at that. Scarborough Dude once again signing off from Bluffers Park. Bye for now. <coughs> Excuse me. We'll uh, leave Thelonious Monk in the background. Uh, you can hear I've got my motor running and the generator on. Uh, and it, what's so nice is the generator just started first time. Like, you know, in the winter I was having trouble getting that damn thing going and hoping like hell. Like, you really need the generator as a, as a backup when you're boondocking, not plugged into electric, and you want power. But uh, it's uh, running like a sharp... <coughs> damn, I shouldn't eat peanuts. So we're going to shut that down. Okay, there was one. We're going to turn the engine off. And we just got the uh, 
CD player. Because I'm plugged in at home, of course I'm in the road track, you can tell. I've got the uh, CD going, God damn, this van is a mess. I'm, I'm just not... Some people, they're just fanatical. It's like their front lawn, the way they look after their uh, RVs, their road tracks in particular. Uh, but mine, it gets used, you know, when I, when I, I was thinking, when I get it up for selling, you know, I'll shampoo the carpets. I've got uh, rubber floor mats over the carpets now, which I think helps protect them. Uh, yesterday, goddamn, my wife got me that new shirt, and of course I spilled coffee all over it. I think I recorded that in the podcast, anyway. Then I got home, and she made us tacos, and you know what they're like. Uh, and gosh, all over my pants. Had to do a, you know, a midweek washing. <sighs> so yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bit sloppy, but uh, anyway, things are working. That's fine. And uh, like I say, when when the time comes to sell, I'm uh, hoping nothing serious will have broken down. I'm only the only concern I have is the uh, macerator kind of thing. I don't think that's the right word. But it helps get rid of any solid waste you have when you're dumping your tanks. Well, I don't put any solid waste into this damn thing. In fact, I just brought a a bunch of plastic bags from the house in case the uh, toilet sites aren't open when I go camping. And, you know, over a course of three days, you're going to have a dump. So, uh, anyway, we'll deal with that when we have to. You don't need to know the details of that. <coughs> Jeez. I should, uh, I should not do that. I just, I love having peanuts around. I always have. My father was the same. Like, you know, I always have a little jar. It used to be the dry roasted peanuts. And those are the worst. Those are the ones that always get something, fine particles lodged in your throat. Uh, anyway, it's Thursday. Um, what is it? Uh, the 16th, uh, I believe. 17th of June. God. Time marches on. This summer will be gone in no time. And um, I started the day well. I uh, actually ordered two things I wanted. I'm still planning a road trip to the Maritimes in the fall. I'm still hoping that's going to work out. (coughs) And uh, so I bought myself the unknown Henry Miller. A book I've been looking at for a very long time online. And finally today I said, I'll just go and get the damn thing, you know. It's only in hardcover. I think the paperback costs more. Might be a revised edition, I don't know. But anyway, um, that's a book I just want. I I love Henry Miller and I needed, I felt I needed to strengthen that commitment, you know. I follow all the beat stuff every day and read a lot about them and, uh, you know, who's producing what, and new books still coming out and so on. But to me, Henry Miller is, is the, the standby, the godfather of the beats and, and the guy. Uh, if I had to single one author who would have, I don't know if having an impact on me is, is the best word. Or <coughs> I have the most respect for uh, it's Henry Miller and the other thing I bought what was the other thing oh yeah that CD I kept talking about with Annie's lover was a good old man he was an Africa man uh, much better than that when you hear it sung by Taj Mahal and uh, you know I've been oh, I gotta get that now that, that they don't even have it on in stock but I figured if I order them now, I will have them for my road trip. I wanted these two things for my road trip. If I'm going to be traveling in the Maritimes, I want to have a, a, a book by Henry Miller, I, about Henry Miller that I haven't read, and a favorite CD I can put on, which would be this one. So there you go. That's, that's how I started my day. And then I just spent the last little while lying in my recliner on the deck. It's one of these days with the perfect temperature and sunshine, listening to Adam Greatrix uh, while he was out camping, but I, I'm, I'm going to say this out there. I don't know if Adam is still listening to this. Adam, if you are, you know, take this, uh, you know, the way it's intended. I don't know how it's intended. I can't understand you sometimes. I, I just don't understand you. You talk in these esoteric terms, but poetry, and this one was art and sysop and I, I could not understand. I thought, and, and so all I was saying was, okay, he must be stoned. And I know from experience, when you're stoned, everything makes sense. 
And <coughs> so if it was that you were high, then great. All right. That's why I didn't understand. But if you weren't high and this was your in your normal state of mind, uh, then the problem has to be mine. You know, like, I, I just can't keep up. I just can't understand. I, but it's the same. Hey, I'm on Discord. I do not. I don't even know what people are talking about most of the time. And that's okay. I just say, okay, all right, you're old now. You're old now. It's like children on one end, children don't understand, while old people are on the other end, and they don't understand either, and that's me. And, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. So, uh, yeah, I just had a little bit of fun. I recorded a little video clip. Uh, I have the honor of announcing um, a winner for the uh, Canadian Amateur Podcast Awards. Is it Canadian Amateur Canadian Podcast Awards? Maybe, yeah, there's no amateur in there. That's our our Facebook group. Um, and uh, I was sworn to secrecy, so I'm, you're not going to hear on this podcast who won. I'm not even going to tell you the category, except that uh, I won it in 2018. <laughs> I'd forgotten that till I, I went through past winners. I, hey, wow. That's nice. Well, I didn't hear back if it was good enough. I sent it in to the, uh, the board. But uh, anyway, that was uh, uh, something else to do today. But meanwhile, while I'm lying on the deck, I'm looking at the, the deck. I think, oh, man, when am I going to get around to actually starting to stain this thing? Like, these are, these are some big projects. And what happens is you've got this expanse of time. Hey, i got no tour this summer. i got all summer. Well, the days just go and things don't get done. Like, I've... My office is worse than it's ever been. I just I just put stuff on the floor, and I, without any thought of putting it back, because I don't have to. But eventually, you know, I, my, again, the opposite to my wife, who just sets deadlines and does things, um, and you know, and, and until she hounds me, if I can use that word, about something in particular, uh, it just it just doesn't get done. So I'm determined. What I'll do is I'll start with something easy, like just do the railings and say, okay, okay, at least i got to start, and then maybe I'll get into it. But if you have this big project, stain the deck, oh, my God, you got to power wash it first because you know, it's really a mess, and then you gotta got to go out and buy the stuff, and, oh, the, the stain, oh, the brushes, the rollers, oh, my God, there's stuff to do, man. And uh, that's how nothing gets done thinking that there's stuff to do. But meanwhile, god damn, I feel good. And, and I realized quite a while ago, years and years ago, I guess, it's not about happiness. I used to think that's a goal. What do you want? I just want to be happy. Well, no. <laughs> you can't. You can have ups and downs. You can be happy. You're going to be sad. You can have them all. But you want to be content. And it's funny because I'm so grateful that in the earlier years of my life, as reflected in these letters, I was not content. I was missing something. I was searching for something. I was needing something. And it was that discontent <coughs> that gave my life the richness that it's had. And if you're content early, no, this is all I want, that's fine, then so be your life you know so I'm grat I'm grateful for uh, the discontent I had when I was younger and I'm grateful for the content I have now uh, and again I, I, I think back to the, the turning point well there are several turning points going to Nigeria was one going to Japan was one and I don't mean just oh because it was an adventure because it really did impact my life in big ways uh, Japan in particular but biggest of all, of course, was just finding the woman I wanted to marry and knowing I wanted to marry this woman and marrying that woman and still being married to that woman. So there you go. How are you, how are you liking the... Uh, uh, what's his name here? I was going to say Coltrane. It's not. It's Thelonious Monk. I like... Uh, when I first heard about him and, and saw his style... Of like just plunking down those fingers, real heavy on the keyboard. Mm -hmm. 
We'll uh, fade that a bit. The, the CD is uh, the best of Thelonious Monk. Best is not always the best uh, choice of album, Scott, but these are the Blue Note years. Couldn't even tell you what cut that was, but uh, anyway. Oh, Round Midnight is on this one, and that is it. And Straight No Chaser. God damn, you gotta love that one. Maybe I'll put that on later on. That's up to number uh, Straight No Chaser. Yeah, that's a good one. How about, how about we... Let's, let's... I don't know if I can even zip ahead on this damn thing. Hang on. The, the thing's going out. Um, let's see. Where? What are the buttons on... No, that's for bass... It's got to be a scan button here somewhere. Yeah. What number are we looking for? 14. background on that, because some people like to know these things. Uh, there are people who know music. That was recorded in 1951, July 51. Uh, Thelonious Monk on piano, of course. Sahib Shihab on alto saxophone. Milt Jackson on vibes, I've heard that name. Al McKibben on bass. And Art Blakey on drums. And we hear Art Blakey showing up in the a lot of things. So there you go. 1951. God, what is that? 50, 70 years ago? Is that right? Yeah. 70 years ago. Next month. Wow. That stands up. So, uh, yeah. I'm just having good lives. It's nice sitting in the road trek. Got the windows open. By God. It hasn't been bad at home now that the weather's good. Lying out on the deck. I, I always feel a little bit of guilt. You know, I'm thinking, okay, now my wife's going to be home at 5. My wife, Naoko, is going to be home at 5. i got to reprogram my brain to change that. Not my wife, my wife. It's just so... I mean, it's offensive. It's like, 
this thing, you know? You know that. But anyway, now Alco's going to be home at 5, and I, I don't... I, I always have a supper in my mind that I could do unless she's got something else. Like last night, I had a plan. I always put it out there. And uh, last night, no, she said, no, I did for I some hamburger we'll make tacos. And, God, they were good. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. Yeah, just the feeling of, of being at home. It's okay. Did I tell you I got invited up to a cottage for a weekend? Same time I'm going, well, it would be this weekend, and but since I'm going camping Tuesday, I said, oh, I can't really do both. You know, I could. I could, but it's just the opposite direction. It's driving way more than halfway towards Ottawa by Silver Lake. And, uh, uh, no, you know, I got, no, I got prep to do, you know, I don't want to drive there a couple of days and then come right back. And well, I could, you know, I could change everything. I could, but Hey, and, and that's the, that's the thing about life. I, I was just reading something about, was it about age? Being older and time, God, I tweeted it because Dave uh, Dave Delaney had uh, posted the uh, this link thing about the wisdom maybe that we get with older age. Now I'm going to have to find the tweet. Okay, uh, where would we be? Where would I even look? I'd look under mine. Um, no, 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 that's not there. Yeah, I know, this is the hard, this is the part that gets unbearable, for Christ's sake, man. Profile, be under profile. Novelty changes how we perceive time. Novelty makes us more resilient. So the point was, I guess it was about during this time of uh, COVID and people staying at home and maybe becoming isolated and so on. Um, you could become kind of dull and lose your interest in a lot of things. But this woman who wrote the article said kind of had the opposite effect that she started to notice. She'd go out for a walk and she'd notice just the simplest little things that she wasn't paying attention to before. Struck her as more awesome, more noteworthy, more wow. She started paying attention. And then realized just the adventure of taking a walk in her neighborhood, whereas in the past, maybe it would mean nothing at all. It's just a routine walk, and maybe your mind is just full of all the things you got to do for work. But she started paying attention to, you know, whatever, flowers, houses, people, you know, anything that she hadn't noticed before. And it, it slowed time down, and it changed the nature of time. I think that's what this was about. The Brain-Changing Magic of New Experiences. That was the title of the article. So a new experience changes your, your brain and, and makes you happier, more and more excited about life. Uh, I mean, I guess this all sounds like a lot of things they study in psychology. Yeah, well, who didn't know that? Uh, but I, I thought about it and how it, the effect of the time and makes us more resilient that when you... Put yourself into new situations that you you have to learn to adapt, and it, and it makes you stronger in some way. Here, I've gone and opened the whole article. The story is part of Mind Yourself, a series on mental health. Um, so, let's see them. A person who liked the simple pleasures. Okay... Um, I know I'll come to something that you'll be glad I read to you, okay? So just be patient. Novel stimuli tend to activate regions of the brain that are associated with rewards. These are novel stimuli, new things that you notice. There is a connection between novelty and happiness. Uh, there's more than just the dopamine rush, though. Novel things also capture our attention. You're more likely to notice things and be present. So you're in, in that moment. There's lots of evidence that simply being more present can improve our mood and happiness. So this is this is something that's being said by so many people in so many different ways. Zen is all about this, right? You, you go to anything by Alan Watts and you'll find the same idea. Uh, being more present can improve our mood. So just being tuned into the now. And that is so hard 
for people to do. Ask yourself, you as the listener, are you listening to me now? Did you listen to the uh, Thelonious Monk? You may have, you may not, I don't know. Um, and I don't want to read anything to do with animal experiments. For every person on days when they display greater exploration, greater roaming entropy, they reported feeling happier. Well, it made me think about, oh my God, no wonder I was just so excited and alive on that time in Nigeria, because everything was a novel experience, every single day. And I know when I gave my talk at the church, that was one of the things I said. I said it was like being on acid, a long, slow acid trip. You're just, God, that's new, that's different. And you're not necessarily aware in the moment that, oh, I'm looking at something new. It just is. You are in that moment. This is, I, I remember, and I, I talk so often about this, walking down the road and a, and a big fat pig on the loose, uh, you know, would eventually be somebody's dinner, maybe a, a village's dinner, uh, just squatted and, and let out this wet, stinking pile of shit. And it was a thing of beauty. It was just, it was just, Wow. Here's a sunny day walking down the lane and zoosh, here's some fresh shit. But there was nothing ugly or awful about it. It was just, ooh, you know, anyway, you know. Um, so things like that. Again, that, that was the novelty of experience. Novelty changes how we perceive time. This is the next section. A neuroscientist gets onto this. Uh, and you discovered something fascinating about novel experiences. They make time pass by more slowly. And we all complain about time's going too fast. Think, for instance, about summers when you were a kid versus summers now. Yeah. And, and boy, we all know that, don't we? Remember waiting for Christmas? Holy shit, when is it coming? Um, the only time you really write down memories is when something is novel. Maybe that accounts for all my letter writing because I just had so many novel experiences I had to share. Um, lots of memories at the end of summer. Seems to have taken over. But when you, once you're an adult, you kind of know the rules of the world. So when you get to the end of summertime, you think, oh gosh, where did that disappear to? Because you don't have any footage to draw from. You can really remember much you can't really remember much in terms of distinguishable memories of the summer because everything was pretty much routine. Okay, so there you go. I, I mean, all this ties together. I'm, I'm leaving it to you to sort of put some of these uh, uh, pieces in, in a way that will make sense to you. Uh, here we are. Brains are constantly degenerating. Um, we know that. Uh, think about an old city where the roads haven't been repaired in a long time. When you're confronting novelty all the time, you're building new pathways and bridges and roadways in there. Okay, so here's the key. Here's the key to this whole thing. We know our brains are degenerating and, and just, you know, cells dying faster than they're regenerating, of course. But when you're confronting novelty all the time, something different, something out of the norm... You're building new pathways and bridges and roadways. Yeah. Um, we're, they're deteriorating quickly, but... I won't don't have to go into all the details. I guess that's enough to sum it up. Have we, have we, have we covered... Oh my God, 25 minutes. I kind of wanted to finish this off, and I finished a podcast on a Thursday... And um, it's ready to upload it Thursday night and release it on Friday. And I guess that's what's going to happen. I just didn't realize I'd be rambling on for quite so long. But why not? <clears throat> all right. We all, this is something I didn't remember reading. We always hit a point called hedonic, hedonic adaptation. That's hedonic adaptation. When a new object or person or experience just isn't very exciting to us anymore. Okay. Fortunately, we have some advice. She, she, she suggests two techniques here that you've heard before. Mindfulness and gratitude. Okay, boys, girls, we're on to some gold here. This is important. You, you, you've just adapted to the point where you're just not getting that rush out of different things anymore. You've, you've just you've adapted, and so there's no new 
excitement to it. There's no new uh, perceptions that turn you on. So the simple act of being grateful for the things that you have means that you're paying attention to the features of them. Okay, now I've been telling you that for a long time here on this Dixon Jane's podcast. The thing that's happened to me, I got a lot to learn in terms of love and caring and giving and sharing. But I have learned gratitude. Uh, I've in some sense used gratitude to bring novelty to an experience that was boring a few seconds ago. When you're thinking gratefully, it can all of a sudden seem new. Now, I tell you this when I'm driving down the highway and I let out my famous, yes, yes, sorry, Um, because I'm just feeling alive in that moment. This is new. I'm heading to a new destination. I'll I'll be yelling that out when I'm on my way to uh, Inver Huron uh, on Tuesday. All right, so that's it. Now, where's the other part? I thought gratitude. Oh, and mindfulness. I guess they're skipping. Yeah, they're skipping the mindfulness part. Well, you know about that anyway. You'll hear about it. You just have to Google it. Um, pay attention, right? So that's it. I think we've done enough. Uh, we've we, we're done with him. Do you want? Would you like one more? We could end one more. I could go all the way back and give you. Oh, but this I like. We're going to end it there. That was Well You Needn't. I remembered that one. Recorded in October 1947. And again, just uh, Art Blakey on drums. And um, just one more person, Gene uh, Ramey, Gene Ramey on bass. That was it. That's all we had. So, Scarborough Dude signing out from you in a, a happy frame of mind. And uh, I hope you're doing whatever it is you need to do to. Uh, going to say be happy but I, I just contradicted that so you don't have to be happy but you got to find your be 
content with where you're at? No, no, no. That's no good either. Because if you're content, you're and it's not, you know, it, it may be time for you to change. I don't know. Be where you're at. Be where you're at. Wake up to where you're at. Be in the present moment. That, that's can't go wrong there. And then it'll tell you, hey, do I want to change this shit, or do I, or am I, do I like this? Do I want more? So uh, yeah, be where you're at. As uh, Baba Ramdas used to say, also known as Richard Alpert, be here now. Bye for now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. I forgot you were there. I'm sorry. No, okay. I won't do that again. Next time you can start. Okay. Next time you can start the show. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Bye.